I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Laozi started out by explaining that the Tao, which can be explained is not the eternal Tao. And then went on to write a book about it. Also saying, those who say do not know, those who know do not say. Because there's nothing to be explained. You must remember that the word explain means to lay out in a plane. That is to put it on a flat sheet of paper. All mathematics is done on a flat sheet of paper until very recent times. But it makes a great deal of difference because this world isn't flat. Welcome back to the Lime Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's beautiful episode, I got to have my friend, Mr. Max Shank, on the show. Uh, Max is the owner of Ambition Athletics, a uh, pretty radical movement facility in Encinitas, California. Uh, he is a writer. He is a world-class movement coach. Highly, highly recommend looking into his work if you're not familiar with it already. In this conversation, we get into the effect of music on our nervous system, on our movement practice, on the way that we think and feel. Uh, We get into how our environments affect our physical structure. We get into all sorts of stuff, actionable tips on how to move better, how to think better, how to make this organism of ours function at a higher level. The, the amount of like people who won't go for a walk unless they have their Fitbit on, right, it, exactly. it, it's like it's like crazy, you know? And the, the calorie expenditures are totally off. Right. Besides, burning calories doesn't really matter. If you're spending hours in your day only to burn calories, you're wasting your fucking time. Yeah. Because there are so many things that can burn calories. Like, go learn how to ballroom dance, go play tennis, go for a walk with your dog, or go play with your kids, or whatever. There are so many good options that will utilize calories that the thought of burning calories is just as stupid as the thought of like wasting time or killing time. Yeah. People always say, oh, I'm just gonna kill some time. Like, dude, it's already dying. Right. You don't need to do any, you don't need to help it at all. Thank you so much for tuning into the website, aligntherapy.com. That's A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there, you'll find hundreds of videos on self-care and functional movement. You will find the self-care kit and you will find 10% off uh, on uh, Four Sigmatic products. Four Sigmatic is a wonderful company that creates teas and coffees blended with various therapeutic mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms. Everything from chaga to maitake to lion's mane to cordyceps. I highly recommend checking those guys out. Uh, I actually have an interview with Taro, the owner of Four Sigmatic, here later on today. We're going to get into all of those beneficial, medicinal, energetic effects that we get from these mushroom blends. I'm holding right now some of the mushroom coffee mix with uh, green coffee bean. Green coffee bean is kind of an interesting 
component as well. Um, from my understanding, it has the highest auric value, which stands for oxygen radical absorption capacity. Essentially means that it's, uh, as far as antioxidants goes, it's a heavyweight. Uh, so utilizing that, also, also standard coffee, and then chaga and maitake mushrooms on top of that. And uh, then as well, I'm sipping presently on some mushroom lemonade mix. And it's got chaga mushrooms, lion mane, sweetened with monk fruit, which has low glycemic index. Really super excited about this company and super excited about um, implementing mushrooms into my daily life, daily practice. So I would highly recommend you guys get involved. Um, Tim Ferriss has been loving this stuff and we get 10% off if you utilize the Align code. So jump on to foursigmatic.com slash Align. That's F-O-U-R Sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash Align. A-L-I-G-N. It's surprising how many people don't know how to spell the word align. I so greatly value Taro and the rest of the folks with Four Sigmatic bringing this product to the world. Um, there's so much value using these mushrooms and I think that uh, we're just scratching the surface of the benefits of that stuff. So, foursigmatic.com slash line. Get yourself 10% off on those guys. Um, I got a quote. Uh, actually, first I have a, a really cool question that I received from a listener. His name's Christopher. I won't use his last name just because I don't know if he wants me to do that. But um, I'll kind of paraphrase some of it, but it's a, it's a cool question to pose. Um, so gets into some stuff that we've been talking about in the podcast and says it gets me wondering about my own body and how I've shaped it. Infancy and toddler years and diapers and cradles have my body warped, then years as a kid biking back and forth to the library, sitting with books, obsessively watching TV and playing video games. As a teenager and early adult, I took, the, that I took that body and put it into the gym, roughly pushing it hard and getting lost in artificial movements. Movements that didn't fit the shape of the rest of my life or my environment. Then I really got into climbing for several years and threw my overly muscled up form at, at that until I hurt myself. Maybe it's no wonder that now in early adulthood I have injuries manifesting. I've heard you talk before about how the body overturns itself or, or turns over fascia and connective tissue and such, changing out fascia and muscles and bone, completely reworking itself to new circumstance. Is it not worth worrying about the past then? Despite our origins, can any body come to move fluidly and without pain? Are the fundamental movements and activities available for anyone to attain? Or do you think modern humans can be cut off from potential wellness because of early life misuse? That's such a great question, and um, it's I just so greatly appreciate receiving emails like this, really thoughtful emails. I feel like that every time I, I receive any kind of correspondence from folks, it's always just so thoughtful, which tells me that the people listening to this show are they're rad, they're smart, they're really thinking. Um, a quote that I have in response to that comes out of the book Body Learning, which is uh, written by okay, Michael Gelb. It's all about uh, Alexander Technique. And the quote goes something like this, Mr. Alexander has done a service to the whole, ooh, a service to the study of man by insistently treating each act as involving the whole integrated individual, the whole psychophysical man. I like that, psychophysical man. Uh, to take a step is an affair, not of this or that limb solely, but of the total neuromuscular activity of the movement, not least of the head and neck. 
So I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in thinking that um, our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings and all that is just kind of in between our temporal lobes, in between our, our, our eyes there. And um, if you look at any uh, emotion, if you say express fear or in Alexander world, it'd be the, you'd think of the, the startled response, right? If I got... <gasps> If I get scared, then suddenly I have this contraction of my traps, elevation of my shoulders, I end up having a forward head posture, I end up going into hyperkyphosis or folding my spine forward, kind of into like a defensive position. Majority of people walking around this world are um, kind of consistently in somewhat of a startle, startle reflex. And uh, similar thing with, with depression. If you go into a depressed position, we end up taking on all of those same structural patterns. If you go into pride, you take on the structural patterns of being upright and being feeling strong and integrated right so I think that in response to this question from Chris the thing that we need to look at that would potentially allows us to, to hack or go deeper into our physical structure is how our physical structure is a representation of how we feel and how we think and how our environment is constantly folding or forming us so as we start to kind of soften ourselves a bit enough, then we can start to really come in and change those patterns. Um, Plato called our brains, he said it's like a ball of wax and some people have more cruddier, harder, stiffer, crustier wax and some people have softer, more malleable wax. And something that you'll see is people that have movement practices that support suppleness and flexibility and support and integrity, um, you'll see those people end up being more emotionally stable as well. At least that's my experience. Obviously that's all up for debate. But um, check it out. Start noticing the way that we move and notice your friends the way that your friends move and notice how that affects their personality. Um, thank you so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Um, jump on there anytime you or any of your friends are using Amazon to buy any crap. Por favor, bookmark that link and then every time you purchase anything on Amazon, just utilize that bookmark and then uh, Line Podcast Foundation gets about 7% of that purchase. Greatly appreciate that. Thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. Those are so sweet. And one more thing, also in response to Chris's uh, question. Uh, Chris actually, I believe, is one of the people that will, is planning on getting involved in this. I'm going to do a 10-week Align Movement Online program. Uh, We're going to break down how to move effectively 100% of our lives. So how to sit, stand, walk, breathe, go up and down steps, chop carrots, get in and out of your car, getting into body language, and how to, how to really treat every moment as an opportunity to move to our highest potential. Um, we're going to get into self-care practices, self-care tools, how to use things like that you have around your house as self-care tools. And then uh, we're going to be doing, it's going to be a 10-week program. Every other day, uh, the individuals will receive a video to follow along with, and we're essentially going to disassemble our bodies and then put it back together. So getting into the function of our ankles, knees, hips, spine, head, neck, shoulders, all the parts, putting them back in together. Reintegration is the main theme. So are our bodies able to change from our past? Yes, as long as we really tap in and change our movement from the inside and our perspective 
perspective on the way that we move through the world. So accepting 50 people into that test program, pilot program, uh, give us a, shoot us an email at info at aligntherapy.com. That's info, I-N-F-O at aligntherapy.com. And uh, we will see about getting you involved in that. It will be a fraction of the actual cost. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting feedback from you guys as well. All right. I think that's good. Thanks so much for getting on the website, linetherapy.com. Thanks so much for Four Sigmatic for uh, the support they have in the show and, and bringing such an amazing product. Forsigmatic.com slash align. And um, yeah, thanks so much for, for Max for coming on. Here we go. Back to the show with Mr. Max Shank. Align Podcast. Should introduce every show like this. I think I might be recording now. That's pretty much. That's well. Welcome to the live podcast. That's pretty much how I do it. That is no, no editing whatsoever. It just starts. Check, check. Okay, is it good? I have a how are the levels? Okay, I think we're good. The show happened. Yeah. All right, and we're wrapped up. So, dude, this is a rad place. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for inviting me over. Yeah. This is. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to have you. Yeah, man. This is. Uh, so, what the heck? So, you have. I. I Something I say quite a bit is you become your environment and totally. the environment that you've created. It seems like you got that memo X amount of years ago. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually have written on one of my several whiteboards in my house. I have uh, written, I don't want a normal person house. Yeah. And I think normal people houses suck. They're not conducive to movement in any way, shape, or form. It's usually like rock or tile or laminate floors and there's nothing to play on or hang on to and um so yeah i just i just want to have uh more freedom to express movement and athleticism more frequently yeah what's so as far as for people listening what's like maybe some baseline and there was a bm in it what's some baseline components somebody could add into their house that's going to make it more rad and maybe scoot forward just a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit closer than yeah you. of course um i mean you really can't go wrong with um spending more time on the floor actually right. so just make sure you have a big open space it's interesting i built a, a new coffee table and i kind of regretted it immediately because it took away a lot of open floor space that I was using. So I have Absolutely. to like be able to move it in and out. So I think um, I'm, I'm really hip on that right now. People interacting with the ground better. And I think that how someone interacts with the ground, quite frankly, is one of the better metrics for how youthful they are. And I don't mean like chronological age. I mean like if you, if your interactions with the ground are easy and effortless, pop up, pop down, roll around, you're probably got a lot of good years ahead of you. Yeah. If you're struggling to get onto the floor, struggling to get back up off the floor, if you can't really roll over and maneuver yourself on the ground very easily, you, you pretty much have one foot in the grave as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, I mean, the ground is where we are all the time, generally speaking. And if every interaction you have with the thing that you interact with the most is like a taxing one, I mean that that just wears on you, and that's why those like you know hard floors and bad shoes and stuff like that just kind of compound the problem. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I teach in workshops is uh, literally exactly what you're explaining of just hunting for positions that you find discomfort totally. in being on the floor. Yeah, and it's like great. 
we found the jackpot. Oh yeah. You know, from this point, now we're kind of, we've, we found gold. From here we can start digging and exploring and slowly pushing our boundaries. Exactly. You know, and then, but we were always thinking like, oh, like I want to do a muscle up because muscle ups are awesome. Instagram. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Absolutely. it's like, what about just f exploring your full potential through totally. being on the floor? Is there any kind of, from there, is there any kind of guidance one can take from your perspective? Uh, in terms of how to give yourself more opportunities to move? Yeah, like what should a person do on the floor? I mean, you have to have some like adult toys. Like you have to have like weights. You have to have like juggling balls. I think everyone <laughs> should have a balance beam at home. I mean, you can go to Home Depot and pick up a two by four for like four bucks. Right. Um, you know, and that's just an amplified version of interacting with the ground. So standing, squatting, crawling, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. And then, um, we were talking before before we started recording, talking about um, I live on the end of like oversaturation of information, where I'm like continually playing podcasts or whatever, totally. whatever stuff. And uh, you had mentioned that, and that's not completely true. I like, I like to silence and all the other things, sure. but you had mentioned the usage of things like classical music, which is almost cliche, but also totally. really effective. Right. You know, do you how do you leverage sound as a part of your environment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started playing music roughly a year and a half ago. Uh, I had never played any instrument in my life and I picked up a guitar and I sucked horribly and I practiced a little bit every day and now I don't suck horribly. Yeah. Um, the main thing is I do it frequently and I enjoy the hell out of it, which is the important thing and actually led me to also buy a piano because I wanted to understand music better. Okay. And you know, it's, it's interesting because um, I believe it was the ancient Greeks spoke about this uh, term called the quadrivium, which is four different pursuits. One is uh, arithmetic, which is numbers, and then geometry, which is numbers in space, music, which is numbers in time, and astronomy, which is numbers in space and time. So the idea is that if you have a thorough understanding of all those things, you're going to be uh, much more intellectually capable to like recognize patterns and sort of just um, have that higher intellectual function, I guess. Yeah. So for me, music has done wonders, not only playing, but also listening, because it helps you organize information better. My memory is significantly better. Like, I for the longest time and I have it, it seems like another cliche thing to say like oh I have ADD I like have pretty hardcore attention deficit disorder good for you however <laughs> well <laughs> interesting you say that because I don't feel like it's a disadvantage <laughs> I just think of it as like a fact yeah. it just is what it is but if I sit down and I play music I can kind of like zone in on that and um, it's it's really improved my memory significantly yeah. and uh, just overall well-being too. So there's something, there's definitely something to the various vibrations. And at one point I was even uh, playing around with making different tones with my vocal cords while I was doing cold plunges. And I could definitely see that different levels and registers would affect me differently too. Yeah, I so. had uh, a woman, I haven't released it yet actually, but a woman called Anadea Judith, who she is the writer of this 
classic book called Wheels of Life, which is all about uh -huh. subtle body and chakras and all the things. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with her at her place, kind of like this, and, and uh, one of the things she broke down that I thought was interesting was that the resonance of different parts, you know, you could call it organs or chakras or parts of your body will resonate at different tones depending upon the size or the constitution of the person. You know, so as opposed to thinking like, that? you know, whatever, 0. 0.32 hertz, hertz, you know, right, is right. like relationship no, it's part, be different. You know, make sure you get your bowl. You know, it, it actually is more relevant to like something like you're doing, you know, get a bunch of bowls, get a bunch of, you know, sound makers, make right. a bunch of bubbles see and sounds like. into the water and see what feels appropriate. Well, and it's interesting you say that too, because I, I have a digital piano because, um, quite frankly, I haven't made the plunge to get like a baby grand or something like that. And yeah. I don't really know like what is all is involved with like tuning it and stuff like that. Is that a but, pun because of the, the pool conversation? <laughs> no. Not, not intended okay. this time. Although most of my puns are intended. <laughs> okay. Um, basically I like playing piano better because it's symmetrical and it's, it's organized in a better way, but I like the sound of a classical guitar acoustic much, much better. Yeah. So I find that I gravitate toward the sound that I like rather than the instrument that I like, actually. Yeah. Interestingly. Yeah, enough. it's kind of like the whole like quantified self reality, mm. you know, where it's like where people are wearing, I actually have um, some quantified, you know, I have like a ring and I have some random stuff that kind of tells you about your body temperature and how much REM and how much deep sleep and like all the things. Yeah, like a, like a different kind of like a Fitbit sort of situation. Kind of sort of, yeah, 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 exactly. And something that I found with that was, um, I think for some, certain types of people, it's, it's awesome, you know. Um, for me, I find that actually almost stressful. You know, so uh -huh. the, the, that now I'm like aware of this thing and I'm aware like, okay, is the Bluetooth on? Is it not on? Okay, right. so what's, you know, it's like this adding this new friction in my life. Whereas then I got some, I've been trying out this, which there's, people can judge. That's, that's, that's fair. I got these like prayer bead things. It's like 108 sure. little wooden beads. 108. I, 108. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a Buddhist thing. It's some type of prayer thing. So you kind of roll them through your fingers huh? yeah, yeah. and every one. So it's, it's literally to me, this is just a little, a little stopwatch. Yeah. You know, so instead of having my iPhone and recording a stopwatch for, you know, X amount of time, however long it takes me to squeeze my 108 beads, uh -huh. <laughs> that's yeah. how long I'll do some type of and practice. And that's fine because time is all relative anyway, right? <laughs> right. What's a second? What's an hour? Yeah, but, but it's, it's like, it's, it's kind of like you're saying, which it, going from kind of like this, like technological abstract place to like more organic tangible I'm feeling with you. you know it's so like the acoustic instrument right there's something about that absolutely versus the you know the absolutely. digital oh without question and i i am probably one of the biggest uh opponents to all the quantifiable stuff that's going on right yeah. now like the the amount of like people who won't go for a walk unless they have their Fitbit on, <laughs> right, exactly. it, it's like it's like crazy, you know. And the the calorie expenditures are totally off. Right. Besides, burning calories doesn't really matter if you're spending hours in your day only to burn calories. You're wasting your fucking time. Yeah. Because there are so many things that can burn calories. Like, go learn how to ballroom dance. Go play tennis. Go for a walk with your dog or go play with your kids or whatever. There are so many good options that will utilize calories that the thought of burning calories is just as stupid as the thought of like wasting time or killing time. Yeah. People always say, oh, I'm just going to kill some time. Like, dude, it's already dying. Right. You don't need to do any, you don't need to help it at all. Right. So I'm, 
I'm super anti that. I don't. I went through a period, um, as my due diligence for being, um, I guess, what you would consider like a fitness professional, uh, to evaluate how my heart rate behaved during different activities. And what I realized is the things that are fun and challenging take your heart rate to a zone for a long enough time to satisfy all the metric bullshit that people want to cover anyway. So people are like, oh, well, you need to run for this long at this rate to stay in this zone. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go try to play tennis instead. Yeah. Heart rate stayed well above um, the minimum of the zone I needed to be in, and it was fun the end like it's as simple as that you know like i i feel like it's gotten just like too sciencey like just just freaking move around like it's it's not a mystery anymore like if you eat vegetables and like move most of the day you're you're gonna probably be pretty healthy and in good shape the issue is people's at least you know from my my illusion is that people's creativity has been disabled as a product of being you know told what to do given the grade in school okay that's a b plus that's an a minus you know like all these things absolutely think Absolutely. You know, like, let's make this fun. Well, and with fitness, we do the same thing. Well, how many pounds did you lift this week? Right. Well, how many pounds did you lift last week? Right, A plus, B minus. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, you know, how many pounds did you lose? How many pounds did you gain? Like, and people get so hung up on these numbers. I was talking to um, a girl, and she weighs 114 pounds. And I won't say who it is, because that would be horribly rude. But uh, she weighs 114 pounds, and we're having a conversation. She's very thin, very good-looking girl. And she's like, I want to lose a couple pounds. And I was like, well, why? And she's like, well, I just think I'd be happier at 111. And I'm thinking, A, no chance you'll be happier at 111, because what it would take to get to 111 would require an unhealthy lifestyle in terms of, like, how much weight you're trying to lose versus a let's call it a comfortably survivable weight and I always I always ask people this question when they say want they want to lose some weight I'm like well what's a pound because they usually have like a specific number on a scale that they would feel comfortable with right and I think um, you know I even found it myself Uh, I'm foot I'm five foot nine and I I hit 200 pounds and I was like oh that's too heavy but the only reason I thought that was because there was a new number at the front now. It was a 200-something instead of a 100-something. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, that's like kind of heavy. But when I ask people what's a pound, they're pretty confused. They're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, what is a pound? And some people are like, oh, well, it's 16 ounces. I'm like, okay, what's an ounce? And would you feel more comfortable measuring yourself in kilograms? It's a smaller number. <laughs> like, like you weigh 135 pounds, now you weigh 60 kilograms. Smaller number, are you happier now? What if I measured you in stone? Now you're like seven or eight stone. Right. Like, that's single-digit numbers. Yeah. But I would imagine if someone measured themselves in stone, that going from nine stone to ten stone would create a similar emotional response. Be like, oh, fuck, how am I ten stone when nine stone might have been fine? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, these numbers... A, they don't mean anything, and B, measuring them does you pretty much no good unless your goal is to weigh a specific fake number that we invented mm-hmm. of a fake unit that we also invented. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it really, it really doesn't matter at all. And I think that's 
really half the battle in getting people to have long-term success is you have to kind of like tear down some of those uh, norms. You know, people think, oh, I have to bur burn a certain amount of calories in this hour session. Like I saw a place that had cryotherapy and saunas, and they said that both of them will help you burn up to 600 calories. Sitting in a sauna, sitting in cryotherapy. So we're going to melt and freeze the fat off of you? Like, yeah. to what end is, yeah. is all I wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a, a, a book called Influence. It's, uh, it's about the psychology I of know, persuasion. Uh, yeah, Influence is a great book, actually. Yeah, it's already. Uh, what was it? Uh, something Eni? I can't remember. I don't know. Pagini, I want to say? I'm not good with remembering authors unless I've talked to them personally. <laughs> I, I, th I think it might be Robert something. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember that uh, it was Charlie Munger's favorite book. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. So, so, but there was, there was a, a study or something come out of that that I, I, I comes to mind as you're explaining that, where um, they took, uh, they had one guy come into a, a classroom, and then they had the students, uh, after he left, determine how tall they thought the guy was. So first the guy comes in and he's a student. Second the guy comes in, he's an assistant teacher. Third the guy comes in, he's like a, you know, whatever the next thing is. Then he comes in, now he's a professor. Right. And what they found is you already know where I'm going with it. Every time they leveled up his status, all of a sudden he went from, you know, smaller height to bigger height. You right. know, eventually he's like eight feet tall because he's exactly. a professor. <laughs> it's true. Like, and... It, it, it's totally true because perception is reality, right? Yeah. Especially when we're talking about people. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely, I get that a lot, actually. Um, most people say, I thought you'd be taller. <laughs> I mean, I'm 5'9". I'm, I'm basically average height. But because I've put out so much content and so many videos for so many years, people are so used to seeing me as this authority figure that they just assume... I'll be like six foot tall. You should just t measure yourself by the girth of your quads. <laughs> that's that's how I measure my value as a person. <laughs> like my 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 personal value is related to quad size. Yeah, um, that works. Not not anything like emotional or uh, mental. Just quad size basically, yeah. and forearms. Yeah, forearms. Yeah, it's all about yeah. the forearms. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's um, so you competed in the Highland Games. Yeah, what yeah. The heck are the I've, Highland Games? I've done like, a lot of competing in a lot of things. Um, the Highland Games are from Scotland. It's basically are you Scottish. Uh, I am part Scottish. I'm basically German and Scotch Irish, right. um, with supposedly like a sixteenth of Blackfoot Indian. Although I don't resemble it, and I can't confirm it. So yeah. there you go. Right. Um, but Scottish Highland Games is one of the few sports where you can drink or smoke a cigarette while you compete. <laughs> Perfect. And the lightweight... It's like the podcast. Yeah. The, the lightweight category is anyone under 200 pounds. So that's lightweight. Yeah. And so um, I remember one of the hardest things I've ever done, actually, was I competed in the Scottish Highland Games at... Uh, sorry, I competed in the um, Nogi Worlds at one... 85. What belt? Or was it uh, Nogi? It was Nogi, but it was blue. Okay. Um, and then the next week, I competed at the lightweight Highland Games World Championships, uh, which were coincidentally in Texas, because, of course, why wouldn't they be, right? Um, and that was one of the hardest things, because those two sports are so absolutely different. So, jiu-jitsu is 
essentially like wrestling, grappling. So you need tons of endurance. Uh, you certainly need some explosiveness in both. But in Highland games, it pays off to be as heavy as possible and be able to move something as fast as possible that is also heavy itself and then rest somewhere between 10 minutes between different throws. So you're doing one thing, almost like a shot put. So basically Highland Games is like track and field, except sometimes you throw telephone poles and uh, various hammers and such like that. So Do you have anything like that around here to tinker with? um, Yeah, yeah. Um, At the gym, we have uh, a bunch of the Highland Games implements. Cool. Yeah, it's... it's, um, it's basically like how Olympic lifting is kind of like dancing with the weight explosively. Yeah. Highland Games is like that to, I would argue, an even more technical level. Well, the cool thing with, with, with both of them, but Highland Games, because most people are less familiar with it, is it's like a, it's like a, a brain twister. Totally. Right? You know, I was going to say in Spanish, for whatever reason, the word in Spanish is, is rumpa cabeza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, I was like, it's a rumpa cabeza. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, a, it's like a, you know, it's like, you know, figuring out how to get yourself in position to pick up this kind of, you know, abstract object as Absolutely. opposed to the kettlebell, which you also are quite totally. savvy with. You yeah. know, but I think having the... It's very easy for probably a Highland Games person to hate on the kettlebell and the kettlebell person to hate on the Highland Games stuff. Sure. Well, it's whatever you saw and liked first. Yeah. And then whatever you see second that is similar but not the same, you're likely to find that disfavorable. Yeah. So how do so as far as like again a layman person that doesn't know anything about Highland Games and picking up, you know, phone poles and random yeah. what do they call the big balls on some space in the name on that big huge uh, that that's not uh, specific to Highland Games. That's oh, an Atlas the, Stone. I think you're Atlas talking Stone. about. Yeah. yeah exactly. So that's more of like a strongman thing. Although at okay. some Highland Games competitions, oh, they'll have it. There's some there's some spillover. Like there are a few uh, strongmen who do both. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so both of it's those worlds, I think they they have a lot of a lot of value 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 for you for just just any random person. But I think that world is kind of a little bit yeah. I mean more challenging. It, it it's a really fun thing to do. You definitely want to have a good base of athleticism first. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I am always um, promoting to people is that the the whole, like, fun movement life thing or whatever is all about giving yourself athletic freedom to try these different things. So, like, the foundation should allow you to play tennis on Mondays, do jujitsu on Wednesdays, kickbox on Thursdays, do Highland Games practice on Fridays, and, you know, go for a walk with the dog on Saturdays or something like that. So uh, training or moving should give you a foundation so you can try as many things as possible to see what you like, because, you know, Highland Games is definitely not going to be for everybody. Um, And I don't do it as much as I once did, because I, you know, I kind of just let what I'm interested in guide how I spend my time. Yeah. You know? What's so you are um, what's the story with how you got to the point you're at with um, with the business and kind of like being able to create your reality in a way that you sure. want to as opposed to maybe just being extreme delayed gratification. Yeah. Basically. Crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Extreme delayed gratification. That's not the like, answer anyone wants. <laughs> I, I know, right? Uh, no, I uh, I learned these three secrets that I sell in an ebook. No, uh, exactly. No, basi- basically, um, I started working when I was 12, and I have continued to work since then, straight through. I've had a lot of different jobs, and I would strongly 
recommend anyone uh, who has kids, like, let them work young. Yeah, let, let them work young because by the time I was leaving college, uh, I dropped out. I didn't graduate I, because I had opened my gym, and that was going way better than anything I was going to do with my degree. Um, you were studying economics? Economics and Spanish, yeah. Right. Um, and I still know both of those things. I just don't have a piece of paper to let people know that I know those things. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of a rebel like that. Basically, um, by the time I had left college, I had already had a decade of work experience. And that has so much value. Like, I know people who went to great yeah. colleges with fantastic degrees, and they were like a fish out of water. Like, no idea what to do next. Sure. And, of course, no one is jumping to hire those people because, well, you've never done anything. You've never done anything. And I also think that just the simple fact of holding down multiple jobs while I went to school um, taught me to grind a little bit. Yeah. And then the big thing is people have goals and they have desires. And typically, most people give in to their desires at the expense of their goals. Like a goal is something that you find very important long term. Like it's something that is life affirming, right? A desire is like, oh, I want to go out and have drinks with my friends. Now, you can do both and finding the balance is pretty much what we're going to all spend the rest of our lives doing is finding the balance. Yeah. Because there is no, you're never going to, this is the funny thing, you're never going to just hit a point where you're like, oh, Fuck yeah, I'm balanced now. I got it. Nailed it. I good, hit it. Good for, I'm right on the, good for the next I'm on years. razor's edge. Yeah. I found it. I work for four hours and 37 minutes, and I play for the rest of the day, and I sleep for eight hours and 22 minutes. Yeah. It never happens. Um, so you just kind of got to go with the flow to a certain extent. But I will say this. I am extremely risk averse when it comes to business. I started my gym without borrowing any money. I just saved money up. And I didn't buy anything I didn't need. Simple as that. You know, I, I watched people in my same situation spend 200 bucks every weekend yeah. going out and having fun. And they had fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you're not going to be in the position where you could retire at 27 if you're spending everything you earn. Yeah. It's simple as that. So for me... It was a lot of de delayed gratification, and maybe more importantly, that I found a subject, which is like health and fitness, that I love enough to dedicate 12 to 16 hour days. Yeah. You know, I, there, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm friends with uh, Tim Ferriss, but but there is no four hour work week. Yeah. Pretty much, like it's hilarious because he works way harder than almost anybody he's probably doing like 80 hours most weeks yeah. you know um so unfortunately there's there's no secret once again but if you delay gratification it it can pay off really huge yeah 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 the other thing with with um you, know, you mentioned like the activities that we derive joy from you know i go out and spend 200 bucks on the you know fill in the blank thing i think that that's also obviously a, a habituation of Absolutely. Your practice, you know, so, so the things yeah. that you've like, oh, I really find joy in buying expensive bottles of wine every weekend. It's like, totally. that's really cool, you Fun. know, but you could also find a lot of joy in 
push-ups. <laughs> you could. Uh, that's not no, for everybody. You absolutely <laughs> you can. Know, but you absolutely there can. is a spectrum. Well, and, and you're right. We're so conditioned to it. You know, I think there's the, the keeping up with the Joneses right. portion of it as well that kind of like pulls more people into that kind of thing. Like, you saw my truck on the drive over here. It's terrific. Two weeks after I bought it, pulled up next to this guy with a bigger truck, and I'm like, fuck, is my truck that small? Obviously, that's like just a gut response, but that's a natural evolutionary thing. Like, if you see someone with more, in order to posture yourself yeah, in the pack, you have to get above that other person. But you have to take a step back and realize, like, you're not actually now in competition with anybody. Like, we don't have predators that we have to worry about. We don't have a limited food supply, really. So you can kind of just figure out how much you need as like a baseline and then figure out how little time you can spend to get that baseline yeah. or you can spend every waking minute focusing on generating more money and die with a ton of money in your bank account yeah. and I was on that path for a while myself until I realized why yeah <laughs> you know yeah, I was going to actually ask if I could pull my Prius up in the back of your truck. You, you, drove over here. you probably could have. Been really, been really cute. <laughs> but I could be like, get on your shoulders as we walked up into the house. Right. Um, do you have any, like, kids? I actually just or... got my dad a Prius. I love those. Dude, they're rad. They're, yeah. they're, there's, the, there's definitely like, the debate of whether uh, it's actually more deleterious to the planet because of the whole battery. Oh, yeah. Thing it's, and all that. It's, it's probably worse. But from, like, a new age, hippie, selfish, me, me, me place. No, totally. It's way it, better gas It fits mileage. your pants big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, these pants aren't too bad. I was with Vinny Tortridge on an interview with him recently. Do you know who Vinny is? He's like fitness confidential, whatever. He's, he's a super sweet guy. And he was ragging on my pants too. They were like, what's the problem? They're they're just a little hippie. They look no terrific. Way! They look Pat, terrific. Patagucci. And, Patagonia. And the, uh, a great job. The belt buckle's also great. The yeah. tree, tree of life there <laughs> is, is pretty good. Damn so, you. I, no, I seriously like it. I was thinking of getting that. Uh, like a, a drapery of that in my room somewhere. I like trees. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Trees are great. <laughs> trees also like us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, do you have any kids or kids no, or no, no, no. wife or any of that no, stuff? No, nothing like that. All right, cool. Uh, which is probably part of the reason that I could have retired early because I wasn't spending money on a kid. Like, I understand how big an expense and how big of uh, a time commitment that is. Yeah. You know, and... You know, they, they say there's no river that doesn't contain a few bends in it. But right now, I don't have any desire to have any little miniature maxes uh, growing up in in this world. Yeah. And I feel like if I don't have any kids, the world will be just fine without them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, um, I think you break down like four like archetypal basic positions that you think everybody should have is like handstand and lever and front lever and deadlift yeah. and some things like that. Do you have any kind of like fundamental people need this in their life kind of thing? Uh, sure. Um, they need five minutes of movement in the morning. Um, even if they just wiggle around for five minutes. Uh, I think people need at least five minutes of quiet time. And these are, these are minimums, right? Yeah. Like you can certainly do more. Uh, I think people would benefit from drinking water when they wake up, and I think people would strongly benefit from breathing practice. Mm. So, 
you know, you start with some movement, whether that's some like five minute flow, joint mobility kind of situation or yoga or whatever you like, or dance even. Five minute um, flow is a thing that you have on yeah, your site. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, people can take um, you know, it's funny how that kind of took off actually, because uh, my original plan was just to have something that was an idea that I thought would give people the best bang for their buck for the least amount of time investment. And essentially, it's five minutes of movement synchronized with breathing and you drink a big cup of water afterward every morning and that's it and i was like well five minutes is something that most people can pretty much handle i think it's maybe a little bit on the long side for getting people to start doing something but it's pretty good and before i had a product or anything like that i i just put a couple articles out that said hey try this and I had sold lots of products before that, but I got more positive feedback out of people doing this than anything else I'd done in like the previous 10 years because it was so open and easily accessible to anybody. I was having people say, oh, thank you so much. For years, I thought I had bad knees and a bad back. Turned out I just had a mobility problem and now I'm great. Like that kind of thing. Like, and, and this is a person who, I've never met. I never taught him any specific mobility drills. I just said, wake up, move a little bit, drink some water, and while you're doing that, breathe. And it has made such a profound difference for so many people that it's very clear there's a huge deficit uh, in the way that people live from a movement standpoint, such that even just a little taste in the morning can be a total game changer. Yeah. What is what are some examples of move a little bit? Like what would that actually look like? Uh, so at level one, basically, I take people through uh, head to toe joint mobility, which is just um, joint circles. You're just taking your joints through their full range of motion. Essentially, you're flossing your joints the same way you floss your teeth because joint surfaces don't have a direct blood supply. The only way they get signaled to replenish nutrients and regrow tissue is through movement and friction. So you need to basically sand all the surfaces of your joints every day if you want them to continue to not have like bone spurs and deterioration and chondromalacia and stuff like that. So that's level one. And then as you get competent with that, you can kind of put it together into this flow that's a combination of martial arts, dance, yoga, uh, jiu-jitsu specifically um, and some gymnastics as well and essentially it is a way to tie everything together in as efficient a way as possible in a way that's also very fun and can enhance your athleticism cool yeah sweet and then do you have you found any kind of recipe for yourself that you find to be like morning first hour of the day that you find to be most effective yeah actually um so i find that if i start my days by playing music is is like for sure the catalyst so what i will do is i'll wake up i will play some music uh and depend it depends on how i'm feeling that day how much i play some days it's only like five or ten minutes and some days i'll I just kind of hit my stride and keep playing. I'll go for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, after that is when I'll do a five-minute flow, and that once again is like a, is like a lease option. You know, five minutes is kind of just like a guarantee, but I have an option to add five, ten, or fifteen more minutes depending on how I'm feeling. 
then I will jump in the pool and then start my day. And depending if I'm, uh, it depends on what my workload is like that day. If it's pretty heavy, I'll get right into it. If I have some extra time, I will um, try to do some reading first. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, another study, apologize in advance for all the study references, but yeah. there's one where with uh, drumming and showing that the drumming induced like upregulation of natural killer cells and brain-derived neurotrophic factor, like all the good things. Totally. You know, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's like you, you could put all the sciencey terms on it if you want, sure. you know, or you can just try it. <laughs> and like actually let yourself go that's the thing most people are so regulated mm -hmm. you know that I almost I almost hesitate sometimes with like creating a recipe or you know whatever because it's almost adding another uh, pill another regulation another dogma into their life uh, no one hates regulation more than I do yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know you, you bring up a good point too because everyone's going to be different too right like people should not do my morning routine they would benefit to find a way to weave movement into it. They would benefit to find a way to weave breathing and drinking water into it. But, you know, you should kind of like discover that process for yourself. It's like when people ask me like, how many sets of how many reps of a certain exercise should you do? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I have no idea yeah. because I need way more information. Uh, generally speaking, if you do like sets of three, that'll primarily build strength but I know a lot of people who have done nothing but push-ups and pull-ups and can bench press huge heavy weights even though they're only training endurance right so everybody's body adapts completely differently to the same stimulus yeah so you have to kind of I guess that's where mindfulness comes into play right like yeah. I know that when I play guitar in the morning it feels good so I keep doing that. Yeah. And as soon as that doesn't feel good, I'll try to find something else that does. Simple as that. Yeah, one of the biggest congruencies that I've seen between you and me in the little time that we've, that we've now known each other is uh, creativity in being able to pick up some random device, whatever it is, like the mm -hmm. two by four you mentioned, sure. and turning it into a really rad, you know, movement instrument of yeah. sorts. You yeah. know, and you can do that with totally. chopping your carrots. With you anything. can do that with leaning over and picking up your fill in the blank off the floor. Yeah. You know, it's, that's that's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, it, it how you do something uh, shouldn't be so limited, right? Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was actually at Home Depot yesterday shooting a video. Uh, where I was basically just walking through Home Depot and I had my friend film me uh, trying to see how things could be like an exercise tool. Cool. And, and it's amazing. If you contract the amount of things that you're allowed to use, it will expand the number of ways that you can figure out how to use them. Bingo. Yeah. So like I have a 2x4 and a 4x4 back here and a couple of bricks. Now, if you hold the 2x4 by the end and have the rest of it hanging away from you. So you're holding it kind of like a barbell for a military press, but it's extremely uneven, and press it, it's really hard. And it actually mimics a human flag from the uh, lever and force. Mm -hmm. Now, if you take a brick on the end and try to balance the brick on the end while you do it, it's gonna be a lot heavier and it's gonna focus, make you focus on not letting it fall. So it becomes like a fun little game. Yeah. Uh, so by reducing the amount of 
fancy equipment I had, it actually forced me to be a little bit more creative. And the same thing is true with music. Uh, What I've taken to doing is I'll, I'll I'll just play on one string for a while and see how many different things I can make with just the one string, and then I'll move on to the next string, and I'll just kind of like, you know, there's a there's got to be a balance between how broad you go and how deep you go. Yeah, yeah, that's, I've heard that used with, um, uh, what is it, Rick Rubin, I think, that's the, that's the music producer guy, mm-hmm. and with some of his... He's had a little bit of success, huh? He's had a little bit of success, <laughs> and one of the things that I heard him recommend to one of his artists was uh, they were having, you know, just, just having problem with, with creativity, like not able to get anything, and it was literally like that exact metaphor, you know, so it was like, all right, I want you to give me like three good words or three good lines, you Where know? Did I, I heard this recently somewhere. Yeah, I think I've heard it like twice less this week, so yeah. apparently it's like buzzing around. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that somewhere. I was like, yeah, just give me like a couple... Couple me, good words. Give me a few words. You know, and you know. I've heard, uh, you know, like, in, have you ever read Stephen King's book on writing? Ah, oh, man, that's um, that's in my Amazon list actually right it's now. It's great. Yeah, um, and he's 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 funny. I mean, he is a perfect example of the main thing you got to do is just show up and freaking write. If right. you, and that's what he says in there. If you're a writer, write. Yeah. That's it. Bottom line. Yeah. Is there somebody at the door? Probably. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> should, we, should we take the microphone out there, introduce ourselves? Uh, we, can, I, we can stop this. It's not a big deal. We're, we're getting, we're running down to, down to wrapping yeah. up in the next well, like 5, 10 anyway. Let me pause and see who it is yeah, if you don't mind. Because yeah, no I usually don't have people knock on my door. Yeah. All right. It is nice out today. That's wonderful. So everyone's going to miss that barrage of racial humor. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, we can, we can wrap this bitch up. We're um, about, about at that time anyway. Um, Thanks for talking, man. Dude, it was awesome. I wish we had more time actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can, we can continue at some point. We're we're kind of neighbors. Yeah. Um, From my perspective, we're neighbors. From your perspective, not at all. Right, right. But um, yeah. You said said you're meeting with uh, Mike and Ashley after this? Yes, sir. How do you know them? Uh, from kind of like or? the movement slash psychonaut exploratory cool. reality. How did you, um, like what avenue? Like just the fact Paleo that you're both... Paleo FX. So okay. I originally met Mike through that. And oh, then, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I then, really like them. They're really awesome people. Yeah, Have sweet. you met them before? Well, uh, not person? Ashley. Oh, not Ashley. cool. Yeah, Ashley's no, I spent great. some time with Mike. Yeah. I'm actually um, working with Ashley. Uh, I just put a program together for her oh, the cool. other day for helping her dancing and whole oh, stuff. Yeah, right. she, she's really cool. Well, They're both people, really awesome people. People people listening, tune in to the Mike Bledsoe conversation that's coming up at some point. It will happen in a, like a couple hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do people find more about your work and all that stuff? Uh, I'm really easy to find because there aren't a lot of people named Max Shank. Yeah, that's and a porn name, right? It, you know, it's so funny you say that. <laughs> Is that your porn name? <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. If I do any porn, which I haven't yet, well, I mean... It's Amateur, always on I the guess. table. Yeah, I keep uh, that in mind. With like, right. I have like, like you know, for a it fair to be porn, someone else has to see it, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've done a lot of dress rehearsals, um, but there there aren't a lot of people named Max Shank. And when I'm at the airport, sometimes uh, it's happened to me three times, and that's not a lot because I've been to the airport like a billion times, which is kind of an exaggeration. Bit of an overstatement. <laughs> but 
<laughs> over. Se- several over. people have asked me, is that a stage name? And my response is always the same. What stage are you talking about? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I reserve the uh, my credit cards. I have like a decent credit limit, whatever, uh-huh. you know, as like if, if yeah. things get really bad. Yeah, of course. It's like I can blow my credit cards. And, or I could do porn. Right, exactly. You, <laughs> That's like, you have options. I keep it on the table. You have options. <laughs> you have options. I think the listeners should also know that Aaron took his shirt off. Immediately. And I didn't ask him to do that. Yep, no. Just just to be clear. Yeah, just, just, we're in the sun. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the car. I'm trying to... Activate. Oh, you don't need to make excuses for I, it. I think of my body as being like a solar panel. That's a good Had way to Jack think of Cruz it. Had Jack on recently as well. I'm just like referencing all these other episodes that people need to check Smart. out as well. And... Check this episode out, yeah. since I feel bad referencing all the other ones. <laughs> Do you need to tell people to check this episode out? That's very meta. Did you say your, did you say your website? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Okay, what's uh, that? Up? It's maxshank.com. Cool. And I'm on like Instagram and social media, and sometimes I do funny circus tricks, and other times I teach people how to do things that will give them very immediate results for not a lot of payoffs. That that's where the econ major comes in handy is I don't wanna I don't wanna waste anybody's time because cool. I know how closely I guard my time. So I really don't wanna have anyone do anything that's not gonna have very high benefits with a very low investment. Cool. Yeah. And if things go south for either you or I you will see us uh, driving in the sunset, yep. hitting up various different strip clubs with our credit cards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's a good way to go out, quite frankly. Yeah. Feels, feels good. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Podcast. Thank you once again for uh, for Sigmatic for supporting this podcast and for bringing such a radical product to the world. Uh, I utilize the cordyceps and lion's mane before any workout movement session that I do. Uh, chaga mushrooms every morning as I'm traveling. I always bring along some type of mushroom bl- blend for immune support and just overall vitality um thank you thank you thank you tim ferris has been loving that sean stevenson i believe from the model health show as well has been getting down on those um so they are spreading like wildfire and i highly recommend you checking them out um jump on to foursigmatic.com align for 10 percent off of your purchase i can't re- recommend it more uh foursigmatic.com align f-o-u-r S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash align and you will get 10% off of any purchase from Four Sigmatic. Thank you once again so much for tuning into this podcast. If you guys want to show some support, show some love for what we're doing here, um, you can jump on the website aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. And then from there, a uh, couple things you can do. One of which you could actually donate through Patreon. There's a link on the right-hand side bar bar of the blog and podcast page uh, you can utilize the Amazon affiliate link uh, anytime you or anybody you know buy some crap on Amazon please and thank you bookmark that link every time you do it we get something like 7% of your purchase and it helps support this show it is awesome so great as well something you could do that is ultra helpful if you or anybody that you knows um, has ears and likes books uh, tell them to check out the auto 
audibletrial.com slash align. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E trial.com slash align. And then from there, that is, uh, you get a free audio book from Audible. They have something like, I don't know, a bajillion different titles to choose from. Uh, one that I would recommend that I got from them was Shantaram. I, it's a huge book and uh, again, all free, no matter what size the book you get. And that got me through, I listened to that as I was traveling through Morocco and uh, just really, really amazing website, uh, amazing service. Couldn't recommend it more and uh, it kicks us down some scratchola every time you guys utilize that free thing. Costs you absolutely nothing and you get a free audiobook and you support the show. Boom. Um, thanks so much for reviews on iTunes. That's greatly appreciated. And thanks just in general for listening. Thanks for supporting. Thanks for, for spreading the word. All right. I can't express enough how much I appreciate all that. If you guys ever have any questions or comments, you feel free to email me directly at Aaron at aligntherapy.com. And I would love to talk. All right. See you guys. Thank you for listening and remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.